In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I don't like to oversimplify things, but sometimes I do, because sometimes it's fun. So I'm going to oversimplify something for you. There are three approaches to life. That's an oversimplification. There are many more. But I'm going to generalize them to three. There are three approaches to life. You can play one of three different roles. You can play the role of the villain, the bad guy, the evil person. You can play the role of the boring person, the kind of meaningless, bland person, the one that isn't evil, is not very good, just doesn't shake anything up, he doesn't get in anybody's way, he's just laissez-faire, does his own thing. The boring guy. You can also play the hero. And you can only choose one of these. The evil guy, all of us know. We're well accustomed to evil. We see it all around us, probably within us. We're well accustomed with evil. In fact, so much so that most of it we probably don't even recognize. The evil person comes in many forms, as you know. Uh, in every which way it comes out of pride. So pride in the form of ego, so uh, the evil person will run over people to boost his ego. The evil person will take advantage of people to elevate himself. He will get rich off of other people's poverty. Uh, the evil person will harm other people for his own personal benefit, maybe undermine people and do all kinds of things to subverse order just so that he can get his way. That's the evil guy. And we see that all around us, as I said. Anyone is free to play that person. That is one approach one can take in life. The other approach, the second, is the bland one. And the bland person is not evil. I mean, he does bad things, but he's not evil. Evil is a whole category in itself. It's quite dark. The bland person is just boring just 2D, just common, like everybody else. He's just lukewarm. Uh, doesn't do anything meaningful, doesn't do anything risky, doesn't do anything courageous. He's just boring. He just gets along. Live and let live. The only excitement, because there's none from within for the bland person, the only excitement comes from without, and so, Excitement has to come from pleasure, somehow. For the bland person, just to keep oneself excited, you gotta get into things like really bad things, like a lot of different types of partying, and everything that comes with that. That's what the bland person has to do to excite himself, because there's nothing exciting about that kind of life, being boring, and just not taking any sides. That's one other approach to life, and this is probably the most common approach. However, there's the last approach, the least common and yet the only meaningful one. At the end of the day, the only good one. And that is the approach of the hero. The hero is the most difficult approach to take in life, but it is the most meaningful. It is the best. It is the one that causes the most joy in one's own heart and around many others. There's a, an Orthodox saint named Saint Seraphim who said that 
if you learn peace, you will save 1,000 souls. If you learn to be at peace, you will save 1,000 souls around you. The hero is in all the ancient stories. This is why all the old stories, all the old myths, all the fairy tales, all of the even good mo uh, modern stories always have a hero. And the hero, if you notice, he always plays the same kind of character arch. He goes through the same kind of uh, trajectory. The hero is always called out of his comfortable place. He grows up in, in Lord of the Rings in Hobbiton, okay? Uh, for example, uh, he grows up in some place where it's very comfortable, he's very much at ease, he's, he's safe in this place that he grows up in. But he has a mission, and in that mission he has to get out of his comfort zone. He has to leave his safe space, he has to leave his luxurious life, he's gotta leave where he is comfortable, and he's gotta go into the wilderness, in the wilderness where there are monsters, in the wilderness where nature is, is dangerous and it's after him. But he's excited to go, he's the hero, he is courageous, he's fearless, he's gonna go and tackle it. Guess what happens to the hero? He suffers in the wild. In fact, he's consumed by the wild. By the wild. He is defeated by the wild. And he is humbled by the wild. And he's laid low. But then some power comes, some force that aids him. He has been humbled now. Now he can receive this new type of help. And he is revived. And now he is indestructible and victorious in the end. This is the kind of the story of all the heroes. So you think about Abraham, for example, in the Old Testament. He's called by God. This is in the book of Genesis. Abraham, our forefather, is called by God out of the land of the Chaldeans, Ur of the Chaldeans. He's called out to go to a place, and he doesn't know where he's going because God doesn't tell him yet. But we know where he goes, to the land of Canaan, the wildest of the wild. And Abraham is to go there, and it is not an easy journey, and yet he's the hero of that story. These stories are all over the Old Testament, and that's good. But these stories are also outside of the Old Testament. The story of Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh is like this. All the old Greek, Roman myths, the Babylonian myths, the Egyptian myths, the Viking myths, they're all the same kind of thing. All of them have this kind of hero figure that has to go through difficulty, that has to be defeated in some sense or another, and then he has to come out of that defeat and he becomes victorious because he's gone through the difficulty of becoming humbled. Why does all of human history have this kind of story? Because we know that this is the way the story should go. Maybe it's because God told us from ages ago that this is what I'm going to do. God has put it in the human heart from ages and ages, from millennia to millennia, that humanity is not made to be bland, certainly not made to be evil. Humanity is not made for pleasure. Humanity is made for, for heroism. That you and I are made not to be evil or boring. We're made to be heroes, every single one of us. So, God himself does it. Jesus becomes man. 
and he comes out of his comfort zone, heaven above, comes out of his comfort zone and goes right into the wild, into the depths of sin of humanity. And you know what? He goes through it, and it is not comfortable, and he is, goes through Gethsemane where the whole weight and the burden of sin is on his shoulders and it weighs him down and it causes him to fall right flat on his face. And he is scourged. He wears the crown of sin, the crown of thorns. And then he carries that sin up a hill onto which he is crucified on a cross. He is defeated by the wild, the stage of human sin. So that in the letter to the Hebrews, St. Paul says that he learned obedience through suffering. Jesus learned obedience through suffering. That's to say that he was brought low and that he, he accepted it. He is the hero that goes into the wild and he's consumed by it totally. But there's a power and there's a force that comes in that revives him. And in this case, actually resurrects him. Raises him from the dead to eternal life into life in which he is now absolutely indestructible. So that in the letter of St. Paul, in the epistle reading for today, St. Paul says that the last enemy of humanity, death, has now been overcome. Jesus has overcome everything. And in the Gospel of John, he says, I have, he says, the world will hate you and the world will persecute you. But do not fear, for I have conquered the world. Jesus is this hero. But he's a hero because he learned obedience through suffering. Jesus is a hero because he entered the wild. He got out of his comfort zone. Jesus is the hero because he got out of his luxury. He went in to the place where he was to be defeated. And in accepting defeat, he became victorious. It's very easy uh, to be evil. Evil is pretty common. It's even more easy to be bland and boring, to just get out of the way of everybody and just not enter, not take anything very seriously. Not take God very seriously. Not take serious things very seriously. Money's not serious, I'm sorry. Careers are not that serious, I'm sorry. Life is serious, and life is way bigger than money and careers. But it's very easy not to take very serious things seriously and to take unserious things very seriously. Because we want to be boring. It's easy to be boring. But we're not called to be boring. We're called to be heroes. You're a Christian, remember that. This is a, a, a term used first in Antioch. It's in the book of Acts. And it's a derogatory term at first. The Antiochians called these people Christians. They said, oh, they're just little Christs. That's what that word means. Little Christ, Christian. But to be a Christian, to be a little Christ, to be a follower, means necessarily to become a hero or get out of the game. It means become a hero, stand up, and actually do what you're supposed to do, or don't play the game at all. Just get out, go be boring like everybody else. Brothers and sisters, to be a hero 
you have to follow Christ in a serious way. You have to take the most serious things very seriously. And that means the very, on the most basic minimum, it means coming to Mass on Sundays. It means giving God his due honor, at least. It means praying daily. It means owning up to our sins and going to confession. It means taking God at his word seriously. It means taking serious things seriously and not replacing serious things with very unserious things because we want to be boring. I don't find sin, I don't find the world exciting at all. I think that it's bland and 2D. I think that it's old news. I think God is the most exciting thing ever. So I propose something to all of you. If you're not already coming to Mass every Sunday, I'll propose something to you. Come to Mass every Sunday for two months. Give it two months. Come every Sunday for two months and test it. See, will it bring more meaning to your life? Will it bring more peace to your life? Will it bring more goodness to your life? Will it inspire you to be the best version of yourself? Will it move you to become a hero? Will it bring you out of yourself to finally meet your calling in life that God has called you to? Or are you just going to stay in your boring, bland, too deep, same old place? I can guarantee you that if you come to Mass every Sunday for two months, God will bring more meaning into your life. God will bring something good into your life, actually good. A difficult good, not the good of things sahif. Is that a bad word? Okay. okay. Give it a shot. We're, we only live in this life here one time, and it is training grounds for an eternal life. Train for heroism, not for boringness. Train for something great and extraordinary not just for this same old, same old. Happy Easter to you all.